Uh, KC, you there? I am here. Oh, hey. Hey. The superbug did not kill you. The superbug did not kill me. I'm still on the mend, but um, I got some serious antibiotics in me for a few days, and I'm doing better. Nice. Well, it was yeah. good to have a couple weeks off, recharge a little bit, yeah. and now we can head right back in on into the slaughter. Yes. Okay. Slaughter. Slaughter. So <laughs> today on the Bible podcast, we will be discussing about the telephone game that God likes to play with his prophets because God's going to tell Joshua to do some shit. And then Joshua's going to tell the Israelites to do some shit and then people die. And that's pretty much what happens with Moses as well. Uh, Josh then um, throws a tantrum per God's order outside the walls of J-Rock. Uh, the tantrum <laughs> is actually pretty bad, and he breaks a wall. I don't know if you know. I mean, I haven't seen Xander break a wall yet, but I'm just waiting for the day that his tantrum will break a wall, just like jo Joshua. Um, <laughs> and then uh, when the walls break, they rescue the thought inside that was helping him out. Uh -huh. uh, Josh then curses J-Rock. I'm guessing he dips a bird in the blood of its brethren and, like, I don't know, smears it around on his asshole and then shits on the ground or something. <laughs> Um, I'm guessing that's how Christian curses work or Jew curses work. That is I don't not know. how Jew curses work. Uh, and then God uh, pisses on his property uh, figuratively, <laughs> by the way. Uh, he marks his territory, and if you his touch his piss-laden property, you will get fucked up. Um, actually, no, uh, Josh gets fucked up over at IE. Um, that's another town that he tries to take over. And uh, at at IE, he loses like two to three thousand people that didn't do anything wrong, other than uh, attacking and trying to kill a whole bunch of people that didn't do shit to them. Um, <clears throat> then Joshua prays to God, in which God then rats out on the Jews that stole his property because who likes who likes people that steal? Also, people that other people don't like. Fucking snitches, God. <laughs> Um, Akan or Achan, it's probably his brother 4chan is a bit of a dick, but, um, he confesses to his bullshit and bullshit. And then, uh, all his family stoned, including him. So yeah, that's what the Jews do. They will kill your entire fucking family. Uh, even if you're the chosen people, uh, then they ambush Ai, and uh, they they kill a bunch of fuckers. They set up an altar so that they can worship their god and remind people that we killed a whole bunch of fucks here, so don't fuck with the Jews. And then Josh reads all the laws, slam poetry style. So, yeah, yay. That overall, that wasn't too bad. I mean, your embellishments, of course, of course. It's not like there's no like shitting bl blood spreading on the asshole and shitting ritual and and God didn't piss on everything, but you didn't do too bad. I mean, can you imagine Joshua like rubbing? <laughs> can you, no, imagine the pigeon or whatever the fuck covered in the blood of its like brother and, and then getting shoved up the asshole of Joshua. No, that doesn't happen. That's not a thing. Not a thing. What's up, heathens? How, how y'all doing? doing? Uh, how you doing there, Casey? I'm okay. Yeah? Yeah, okay. I'm doing well, all right. We're, we're about to talk about some unpleasant stuff, like throwing tantrums and killing people. Yes. After throwing the tantrum. Well, to be fair, we're reading the Bible. 
we kind of knew what we were getting into. Yeah, God loves to throw tantrums, mm-hmm. um, as as seen by the other episodes in this entire series. Yeah. So uh, why don't you start off getting me straight with what the Bible's saying here? I'm guessing I don't start out too bad. Um, <laughs> so let's let's see. But let's let's go ahead and start. Okay. Well, so today we're going to be talking about Joshua chapters uh, six through eight. All right, and this is the first, basically the first battle from the Israelites actually going into uh, the promised land and taking it from the people who already lived there from the Canaanites. Okay. Which, uh, just to add some historical significance to this, uh, this actually never happened. There's no archaeological evidence to suggest that Joshua did any of this or that the Jews uh, killed off all the Canaanites. Did you know that they actually found DNA remnants in, uh, I want to say it's uh, people in Turkey? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, people in Turkey are descendants of uh, these Canaanites that were apparently utterly destroyed by uh, Joshua and God. Yeah. So yes. th- this is one particular instance of the Bible not being reliable information whatsoever, and it's more of a theological book. Mm-hmm. And so that that's what this is. It is not history. Just to sort of preface this. Right. Okay. So Joshua, though he is now the leader, you know, he's taken over for Moses— and Moses has died, Um, he now has this relationship with God that Moses once did. So he takes God's messages and commands and relays them to the Israelites. Oh, so Josh is now God's bitch. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So first, of course, nothing comes from Joshua. The plans aren't his, right? It comes from God. So... God has to tell Joshua his strategy for taking these cities, okay? So Jericho was tightly shut up because of the Israelites. The, remember when the spies went and saw Rahab and she said, everybody's scared of you because we know what you can do. And so the city was like really tightly shut up and nobody was allowed in or out. Um, and the way that the spies got out was she let them over the wall with the rope, right? Okay. All right. Um, So the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men and do this for six days. So every day for six days, they have to march around the whole city once with everybody. Um, Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. So they have to have the ark in front of them marching while people blow ram's horn trumpets, right? It's a big, it's a big production here on the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have all the people give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the people will go up every man straight in. Wait a second. So basically they did a whole bunch of marching that last day blew horns really loud and then yelled at a wall and it cracked? Oh, not only did it crack, it crumbled. Oh, it crumbled. Yeah, the entire wall, the entire wall that's around the whole city, when they shouted at it, it fell down. You know, this should really concern Trump. What if a whole bunch of Mexicans on the other (laughs) side of his wall marched like that and then yelled at it and it just crumbles and he's just like, 
What do I gotta fucking do? I mean, how devastating would that be for Trump? I mean, he goes through all this trouble to get his wall built, and then uh, and, and then a bunch of Catholics in Mexico are just like, "Oh, we know, we know the solution for this. It's not digging. It's just yelling at the shit." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I imagine that you know they're testing, they're doing all kinds of like wall testing. They've spent like twenty million dollars or more, I think, um, building panels, like like test panels for the walls to decide how they want to build it and um no honey you're you're thinking way too much in reality at uh this point because they just yelled at a wall and it crumbled what i'm I'm saying is one of the tests is probably people just screaming at it. oh you're saying one of the tests is well Well, yeah yeah i didn't get to finish oh sorry yeah so one of the tests for these like you know a wall demo things is screaming at it and see what happens of course it, it, this probably Pence who decided he wanted to do that because while Trump may talk a big game about being all yay Jesus and Bible and shit he definitely doesn't know anything about it yeah well I mean honestly God is a bit fi- finicky about who he supports so I don't know if God would support Trump so it would just be a bunch of idiots yelling at the wall. But yeah. the Catholics, they have Christ on their side. Oh, yeah. God's on the Catholic side for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that because I went to Catholic school and we cheered it at basketball games. Right. And, you know, that's why he lets priests fuck little kids. Yeah. Well, you know. We, <laughs> we, what was it that we always said that everybody always said when I was growing up? We all have our crosses to bear. Right? <laughs> yeah. And the priests have. No. Anyway. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay, so Joshua, the son of Nun, called all of the priests and said to them, take up the art of the covenant of the Lord and have seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. And he ordered all of the people advance, march around the city with armed with the armed guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. When Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward, blowing their trumpets and the ark of the Lord's covenant followed them. The armed guard marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard followed the ark. All this time the trumpets were sounding, but Joshua had commanded the people, Do not give a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. Then shout. Uh, So he had the people, or he had the ark of the Lord carried around the city circling at once. Then the people returned to camp and spent the night there. Okay. I mean, you got to figure those those first six days were like really easy. I mean, what you figure maybe, I don't know, th- three to four hours to march around the entire. I don't know how big. I don't know, but city there's was. no way. Like, I don't know how big the city was either. But there's like no way that they had the time on the seventh day to march around the city seven times, fucking scream at it, and then run in and tear everybody up. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't Wouldn't know. Would be tired? M- m- well, I mean, maybe the march was just like a casual meander by the end. You but know? Even so, <laughs> like, even so, I don't know how big the city is. So, yeah. So, like, it seems like marching around an entire city seven times. Yeah. Well, I would like to point tired. out the magical use of seven here. Yeah. Because you're, you're marching for seven days around it. You're marching around the city uh, uh, not only seven times, but also seven times on the day, on the seventh day. Yeah. And then you're also, you also have seven trumpeters at the front of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's just, it, it's re- they love their magical numbers in the Bible. Yes. 
Um, so Josh got up early the next morning and the priest took up the Ark of the Lord. The seven priests carrying the seven trumpets went forward, marching before the Ark of the Lord and blowing the trumpets. The armed men went ahead of them and the rear guard followed the Ark of the Lord while the trumpets kept sounding. So on the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. They did this for six days. So thankfully for us, they don't go through every single day because they did the exact same thing for six days. Yeah, well, it actually surprises me that they don't go through everything. I know, everything. me too. I, I kind of figure in order to, you know, pad it a little bit, they would just repeat it. And, I mean, it's just a simple copy-paste. Yeah, they typically do that throughout the Bible. We've noticed that as we've been reading that um, they they do repeat the entirety of the same thing, even if it's like— even if it's going through measurements of how much of different things they're supposed to give, like they just go through the exact same thing over and over and over. Well, yeah, generally the pattern has been God says all of it and then they actually do all of it yeah. and they recount it. And the reason for this is, is is repetition. Yeah. Because that's how they memorize things. That's how they taught things is they repeated it. Mm-hmm. And if they've repeated enough in a story itself, It'll be easier easier to remember the story, and it'll be easier to teach it to other people. Like yeah. that's the reason why shit's repeated so much in the Bible. Well, and this is a common this is a common tactic used in for lots of different reasons. Like at my work, one of the important things about writing an email to people when you're telling them something important is that in the email there's a specific structure for how things should be written. Basically, you you do three things. You tell people what you're going to say. Then you tell them. Then you tell them what you told them. And, <laughs> and, and that's you do it three times. And so like you, you basically a bluff, a bottom line up front. This is what I'm going to say. Then you tell them what you're going to say and give them like the details. Then you wrap it up and tell them what you told them. Right. So like it, it just the Bible does the same thing. And it's a it's a a literary device, but it's, it's a writing device. It's a, it's a communication, you know, it's a tool of communication so that you get your message across and you ensure that people are understanding. Um, you do the same thing when you're writing papers, you write a thesis, you break it all down throughout the paper. And then in the summary, you tell them what you told them. Right. Uh, but the key point here is that that's not how things actually happened in history. Like, well, right. Like, you know, when, when you're when you're teaching somebody like in a class, I mean, repetition's important, but also they sort of go through it once. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. They don't they don't sit there and repeat the same thing three times. Yeah. Which is which seems to be what, what this is doing. But anyways. Yeah. So and, and that's one of the that's one of the indicators that this is a um that this is for a lesson. This is a teaching device. This is a style of, this is a way to communicate a message. It's not really about documenting something historical. Mm-hmm. This is about telling someone how, you know, it's, it's, it's communicating a message. Right. And I think that the message it's trying to communicate here is because we're, we're going to see this as we go forward in it. And I'll promise I'll let us get to that point. <laughs> but, um, it's all about obeying God because that's one of the, that's the biggest theme of the Old Testament is mm-hmm. obeying God and the consequences consequences of not obeying God and that's right. that's what today is going to be about. He obeys God here, and we're going to find out what happens. Yeah. Okay. So on the seventh day, you ready to figure out? Let's do heaven? it. They got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. 
except that on that day they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. The city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. Okay, so when they say devoted to the Lord, it means like irrevocable giving over of things or persons to the Lord. And in usually in the Bible and in biblical times, that's that's um by completely destroying everything. Oh, okay. okay so everything has to either be completely destroyed or... Or if there's anything left, it is devoted to the to God, which means it belongs to the priests, and no one is allowed to have any of it. Okay. Right. Also, can you uh, still the whole idea of them screaming at a wall is just it is just so awesome to crazy. me. <laughs> crazy, right? It's so funny. Can, can you imagine somebody knocking on your door, but instead of knocking, they just sort of scream like, ah! Ah! and then the door opens magically. It disintegrates. Oh, it disintegrates. Yeah, that would be weird. Okay. <laughs> so only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall be spared because she hid the spies we sent. But keep away from the devoted things so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking anything and or by taking any of them. Otherwise, you will make the camp of Israel liable to destruction and b- bring trouble on it. All the silver and gold and articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into his treasury. So, like, destroy everything. All the gold, silver, bronze, iron, precious metal shit that all belongs to God. Make sure you give that shit to the priests. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because, I mean, God needs gold and pretty sparkly things because he's a glitter whore. I mean, I like pretty sparkly things. Yeah, but you're not going to go in and totally destroy an entire city in order to get the sparkly, glittery shit. No, that's true. Okay. So when the trumpet sounded, the people shouted, and and at the sound of the trumpet, when the people gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So every man charged straight in, and they took the city. They devoted the city to the Lord and destroyed with the sword every living thing in it, men and women, young and old, cattle, sheep, and donkeys. Oh, oh, okay. So God, let me get this straight now. Mm -hmm. God orders Joshua, Mm -hmm. who orders the Israelites, Mm -hmm. to go in and kill every single living thing in there Mm -hmm. to include not only animals, but young children, Mm -hmm. women, and men. Mm Mm-hmm. So the the Israelites were fine killing small children. Yeah. Okay. Just, I wanted that to be out there. And the cattle, sheep, and goats and shit, and donkeys for some reason. Yeah, I, I don't I don't understand killing good livestock, but I'm guessing they were afraid that the Jericho people, like, fucked the livestock. No, I don't think so. I think it was more like... One day that donkey may get revenge. (laughs) (laughs) I could just see Cletus the donkey plotting his revenge. Oh, yeah, that guy's going to come over here. I'm going to kick him in the nuts. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, something like that. No more Jews, bitch. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, Joshua said to the two men who had spied on the land that he had sent initially, he told them, go to the prostitute's house and bring her out and all the people who belong to her in accordance with your oath to her. Um, So the young men who had done the spying went in and brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, and brothers, and all who belonged to her. They brought out her entire family and put them in a place outside the camp of Israel. 
Um, then they burned the whole city and everything in it, but they put the silver, gold, and articles of bronze and iron into the treasury of the Lord's house. Can Can you imagine Joshua going right outside the Israelite thing, like facing towards where Rahab or whatever is like at? And he just nails into the ground a sign, and it says, no thoughts, <laughs> and walks away. <laughs> and she just looks over like, come on, man, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well, so anyway, we'll, we'll find out what happens to Rahab. You ready? Okay. Okay. But Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute with her family and all who belonged to her because she hid the men Joshua sent as spies to Jericho. And she lives among the Israelites to this day. Oh, okay. So she was a prostitute and mm-hmm. she was willingly accepted into the Israelites. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like she should be stoned for being a prostitute. Um, maybe she reformed her life. I don't know. Did she dethoughtify? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> that's the last. That's a, it's that's, a word now. That's the last we hear of Rob. Okay. Um, so continuing on in chapter six, that um, Joshua puts a curse on Jericho. Okay. Uh, okay. So before we get to that, but th- that's also uh, what happens to Rahab uh, being accepted into the Israelites and everything like that. That's also a teaching moment for about what ha- what happens when you obey God and you protect His people. Well, yeah. Something. Even that. Even if you're not, um, well, at, at this time Jewish now would be Christian, right? Um, even if you're not that right now, you can come to them and convert and dedicate your life to that and they will accept you and you will be happy and live with them in peace and harmony and whatever. As long as you de-thoughtify. Yeah. I mean, of De-thought- course you have to follow the rules. de thoughtificate de Sure. <laughs> We're making up words. Why not? Why not? Why the fuck? I mean, literally, now literally is a synonym for figuratively. So what the fuck? Do, you know, That's literally insane. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so at the time Joshua pronounced the solemn oath, um, cursed before the Lord is the man who undertakes to rebuild the city Jericho at the cost of his firstborn son. Will he lay its foundations at the cost of his youngest? Will he set up its gates? So the Lord was with Joshua and his fame spread throughout the land. So basically Joshua cursed. He, he, they destroyed the city, killed everything, burned everything. And then Joshua was like, if anybody fucking tries to set up this city of Jericho ever, 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 ever again, um, you will lose your firstborn son and your youngest son, I assume, because they don't really care about daughters. So, yeah, don't well, rebuild this bitch is, yeah. the, is the message. So, like, if you got three kids, you just got the middle one. So, like, the middle one's like, whoo, sure glad daddy. <laughs> sure glad daddy had me second, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, unfortunately, when this happens, you can't trust everybody, right, in your tribe. There's always one, Right. The Israelites acted unfaithfully in regard to the devoted things. Um, Those are the things that God pissed on and marked his territory. All the all the gold things. Um, so Achan, son of Carmi, the son of Z- 
son, tribes, all this. He's in the tribe of Judah. Who gives a shit, right? Um, he took some of them. So the Lord's anger burned against Israel. Oh, that motherfucker. Yes. Shit fire, Holy Ghost. Yes. Jesus Christ. What are we going to do? Okay. <laughs> so that's just a little, that's what happened there. Somebody, uh, Akin, took some shit that he wasn't supposed to take that was supposed to be devoted to God. Okay. Um, but nobody knows about it at this point. So Joshua sent men forward from Jericho to Ai, which is near uh, Beth-Avon to the east of Bethel, and told them, go up and spy out on the regions. So the men went up and spied out Ai. <laughs> what? Is this town literally called Ai? <laughs> like Ai. Ai. Yeah, it's AI. Like, like a. the font. This is the Fonzie town, is yeah. what it is. This, uh, where are we going? Fonzieville. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when they returned to Joshua, they said, Not all the people will have to go up against AE. Send two or three thousand men to take it, and do not weary all the people, for only a few men are there. So about 3,000 men went up, but they were routed by the men of AE who killed about, oh, who killed about 36 of them. Okay. They chased, I, I, I'm, I'm in, in the pay, we do the meeting, we do the pre uh, podcast meeting on it's a, Patreon. It's available on Patreon. If yeah. you're still listening, please go to Patreon and help support us. Yes. And if you're a patron, you get our pre show meetings. I mistakenly said they lost about two to 3,000 men. They sent two to three thousand men. They um, only lost about thirty six, but still, right? They lost mm -hmm. men, which they weren't expecting because they took the city of Jericho so easily because God's with them, right? So they assume it'll be super easy. We'll just take this city right quick, and we won't lose anybody because God is with us. But um, they lost some people, and they cha the the pe the men of Ai chased the Israelites from the city gates as far as the stone quarries, which, you know, we're just giving geographical shit here, and struck them down on the slopes. At at this, the heart of the people melted and became like water. Wait, they, they melted? I well, mean... No, not, l not literally melted figuratively. Like, the Israelites were scared. They were no longer strong-hearted and, like, courageous. They were scared, and they kind of withered and melted. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then Joshua tore his clothes, because that's the thing you do, apparently, <laughs> and fell face down on the ground before the Ark of the Lord, remaining there until evening. The elders of Israel did the same and sprinkled dust on their heads, because that seems like a rational thing to do. And Joshua said, Ah, sovereign Lord, why did you ever bring us... Why did you ever bring this people across the Jordan to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? If we had only been content to stay on the other side of the Jordan. Oh Lord, what can I say now that Israel has been routed by its enemies? And I think it's interesting because they went in and they killed every single living thing in an entire city. Now 36 of them died and it's like, Oh my it's, God, we've been <laughs> routed by our enemies. Why have you betrayed us? It's, it's just very bizarre. Well, I mean, how dramatic is this guy being? I mean, he has one minor, this is relatively minor of a loss. Right. As far as like man, like people that were well, manpower. Yeah. You, they were over 600,000 men. Right. 
it, so this is a relatively small loss, and then it's like it, he, he rips off his clothes, gets butt naked, puts his ass up in the air, ready to get plowed by God. <laughs> sprinkles a little dust on his head. I don't know what the dust is for. Maybe f- I don't f- friction. I don't traction. I, I don't something to hold on to. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I maybe maybe some friction. I I don't know. Maybe he's just like I'm ready for you, God. Even with the dust, sir, I know how you like it. Here you go. <laughs> and he, like, wiggles his ass. <laughs> Here you go, God. I'm gaping for you. <laughs> oh the funniest part was that G actually wiggled his ass. Yes, I did. Funny. Okay. <laughs> the Canaanites and the people of this country will hear about this, and they will surround us and wipe out our name from earth. What will you do for your own great name? The Lord said to Joshua, stand up. What are you doing down on your face? Israel has sinned and they have violated my covenant, which I commanded them to keep. They have taken some of the devoted things they have stolen. They have lied. They have put them with their own possessions. That is why the Israelites cannot stand against their enemies. They turn their backs and run because they have been made liable to destruction. I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy whatever among you is devoted to destruction. <laughs> I like <laughs> I like how God basically comes down and is like, get up. I don't fuck losers. He's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing down there on the ground? Get your stupid ass up. Um, so, <laughs> so God tells Joshua, go consecrate the people. Tell them, consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, that which is devoted is among you, O Israel. You cannot stand against your enemies until you remove it. In the morning, present yourselves tribe by tribe. The tribe that the Lord takes shall come forward clan by clan, and the clan the Lord takes shall come forward family by family, and the family that the Lord takes shall come forward man by man. So, like, one at a time, come forward. I don't know why they have to go through all of this. So, wait a second. This omniscient God can't just tell him that A-chan over there took it? I I guess not. I don't know why he has to go through this whole thing. Like, I'm giving you a last shot to, like, come forward and and confess your sins. Well, so here's what he says. He who is caught with the devoted things shall be destroyed by fire along with all that belongs to him. He has violated the covenant of the Lord and has done a disgraceful thing in Israel. Oh, okay. So the the Lord is going to shove fireballs up his ass and the yeah, ass well, of all of his people. Well, he did that with Aaron's son, so we're, yeah, we're familiar with this type of punishment. Yeah. All right. Bring on the great balls of fire. Okay. So early the next morning, Joshua had Israel come forward by the tribes, and Judah was taken. The clans of Judah came forward, and he took the Zarahites, which is the tribe, right? Or the, the clan. Okay. Um, He had taken the clan of the Zarahites come forward by families. The Zimri was taken. Joshua had his family come forward man by man. And Achan, son of Carmi, the son of Zimri, the son of Zerah, the tribe of Judah, was taken. Then Joshua said to Achan, my son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, and give him the praise. Tell me what you have done. Do not hide it from me. Achan replied, it is true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I have done. When I saw the plunder, a beautiful robe from Babylonia, 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and took them. They are hidden in the ground inside my tent with silver underneath. (laughs) So Joshua sent messengers and they ran to the tent and there it was hidden in his tent with the silver underneath. 
They took the things from the tent, brought them to Joshua, and all the Israelites spread them out before the Lord. Then Joshua, together with all Israel, took Achan, son of Zerah, the silver robe, the gold wedge, uh, the sons and uh, his sons and daughters, his cattle, donkeys, and sheep, his tent, and all that he had to the valley of Achor. Joshua said, Why have you brought this trouble on us? The Lord will bring trouble on you today. Then all Israel stoned him, and after they stoned the rest, they burned them. Over Achan they heaped up a large pile of rocks, which remains to this day. Then the Lord turned from his fierce anger. Therefore, the place has been called the Valley of Achor ever since. So they, they didn't die by fire, they died by stoning. And it yeah. was it, like, these are Jews yes. that took a subset of Jews to a valley, including women, children, small animals, mm-hmm. and fucking stone them to death. Mm-hmm. All because of God. Because God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Exactly, honey. <laughs> it was a good thing that motherfucker died. Well, so <laughs> I guess apolog- apologists would say that he was teaching a lesson. These people sinned and they brought it on themselves. They knew what the punishment was for their crime and they did it anyway. They chose to do it because they have free will and God can't control people's free will. And so, I mean, that's kind of the apologetic that you'll get with that. Um, but well, it's still not good. Like this is, yeah, he, he, they took something that they weren't supposed to take and stealing is wrong. Right. And so for, I guess, I guess the whole idea of killing the person who took it plus their entire family, all of their possessions, stoning every living thing and burning them and everything else after they stoned them. Just seems like a bit of an excessive punishment. <laughs> yeah, that's that's overkill. Um, but I mean, I, I guess like, what would the family have to do without their patriarch? Like, uh, I guess they would they would die anyway. So why well, one not of just the go sons would him? one of the sons like would become the patriarch? Like, it's right. not. It's it. That's. I mean, people lost their patriarch. You know, they're the head of the family all the time somebody replaced the head of the family and so i mean it's i don't know but i mean i doubt like these apologists that would go through this and and be like oh well he you know god's teaching a lesson here like i can guarantee you that if you like if somebody in that apologist family stole something or whatever the fuck from wherever the fuck mm-hmm. and you were like okay and then you put a rock in their hand is like now you got to stone that entire section of your family. Mm-hmm. They would not be able to do that, even though even if God was standing there handing them the stones, I sincerely doubt they would follow that. I think it depends on who it is. Honestly, I think that there are some who would. Okay, look, Stephen Anderson would definitely sacrifice his kid, but I don't think like Frank Turek would do it. Okay, I I think it would be person like by the person. Like I don't know. I do think there are plenty of there are plenty of super devoted Christians who really do put the whole idea of God first, family second, and they would do that. Now, the general like I'm a Christian, I go to church on Sundays kind of person, I don't think would do that. 
But like the people who dedicate their life to it significantly and are are serious apologists, like S.J. Thomason and them, like I do think that these people would do that. I think that they are crazy enough that if they really thought that God was telling them to kill somebody, that they would do it. Well, see, here's the thing, though, is that the 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 apologists that I'm talking about, the mainstream, like not the fringe, like Stephen Anderson kind of ad- adherence to the Bible. I'm saying that they would probably say, yeah, sure, I'd kill somebody uh, if God told me to. But I think that, it, you know, considering the fact that they're like, but God wouldn't tell me to do that. Like, that's the common thing that they say. They say, well, but, you know, God wouldn't say it. Because you bring up, like, the different moms and stuff that sacrifice their kids in the name of God. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. they're just crazy because God wouldn't tell you to do that. That's not God's voice. Yeah, like it was a false. It was a, it was a false or prophet a or whatever. Or yeah, like, like it was Satan misguiding them and they didn't follow the faith. Well, I don't know how you know the fucking difference. Right, but but they have this ideal God in their mind that wouldn't tell you to kill. Yeah. Like like so, like your kid or something like that. They always say that. They always say, "Oh, but God wouldn't ask that of me." I do it, but God wouldn't ask that until God is standing there looking you dead in the eyes, like stone this fuck. <laughs> Well, they also tend to say that um, God in the Old Testament is different than God in the New Testament. But in the Bible, it says God is never changing. Right. God does not change. He's the same in the past as he is in in the the present present, as as he he will be in the future. future. God is always the same. So this vengeful, jealous, um, genocidal God in the Old Testament is the same as the God of the New Testament. Exactly. Exactly the same. And the same God that you will always have um, because he is never changing. Mm -hmm. So this God that required that an entire family be killed because somebody took some gold from him, um, that's that's your God, y'all. Exactly. Anyway, because they did this, they were rewarded. Because the Israelites did this. So you ready to move on? So let me get God rewards the murder of young children and people that did nothing wrong. Yes. Okay. Because technically the only person who did something wrong was the person who took the shit, right? And and the rest of the people probably didn't know about it. Maybe somebody saw him burying the treasure. I don't know. But um yeah. Uh, people who had nothing to do with stealing with taking the devoted things were killed. I mean, especially the animals. I mean, what the fuck did they do? So then this is starting Joshua chapter eight. So then the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Take the whole army with you and go up and attack Ai. For I have delivered into your hands the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. You shall do to Ai and take its king as you did to Jericho. And all you shall do to Ai and its king as you did to Jericho and its king, except that you may carry off their plunder and livestock for yourselves, set an ambush behind the city. So in Ai, they're allowed to take all the shit. In Jericho, they couldn't take anything. Everything belonged to God that they did not destroy. But in Ai, they're allowed to take all the plunder for themselves. I can't help but to think of the fawns whenever you say Ai. <laughs> <laughs> So Joshua and the whole army moved to attack Ai. He chose 30,000 of his best fighting men and sent them out at night with these orders. Listen carefully. You are to set an ambush behind the city. Don't go very far from it. All of you be on alert and 
I and all those with me will advance on the city. And when the men come out against us, as they did before, we will flee from them. They will pursue us until we have lured them away from the city. For they will say, they are running away from us as they did before. So when we flee from them, you are to rise up from the ambush where they are, you know, behind the city. And, and take the city, set it on fire. Um, do what the Lord has commanded. See to it, you have my orders. Then Joshua sent them off, and they went to a place of ambush and lay in wait behind Bethel and Ai, to the west of Ai. But Joshua spent that night with the people. Uh, Early the next morning, Joshua uh, mustered his men, and he and the leaders of Israel marched before them to Ai. The entire force that was with him marched up and approached the city and arrived in front of it. They set up camp north of Ai, with the valley between them and the city. Joshua had taken about 5,000 men and set them... Uh, in ambush between Bethel and Ai to the west of the city. They had the soldiers take up their positions, all those in the camp to the north of the city, and to the and the ambush to the west of it. That night Joshua went into the valley. When the king of Ai saw this, he and all the men of the city hurried out early in the morning to meet Israel in battle at a certain place overlooking the Arabah. Um, but he did not know that the ambush had been set against him behind the city. Joshua and all of Israel let themselves be driven back before them. They fled toward the desert. All the men of Ai were called to pursue them, and they pursued Joshua and were lured away from the city. Not a man remained in Ai or Bethel who did not go after Israel. They left the city open and went in pursuit of Israel. So <clears throat> they got rid of the guy that stole shit. And in the entire family. Yeah. And then they totally change up the tactic and send about 10 times the amount of, of people that attacked in the first place. Yeah. But, but of course, God, the, the, the whole reason why that even worked is because, you know, they killed a guy. Yeah. Oh, that, t- that makes total sense right there. I mean, I, I cannot think of a thing that makes even more sense. Yeah. We need to kill more people before we go and attack and kill people. Yeah, they had a strategy this time. They sent a whole bunch more people. They sent some in the front to lure them out and then attack the city from behind. You think Joshua was just dumb as fuck the first time? It was like, just send 3,000 fucks over there and take them on. It'd be fine. Like, we don't need any no tactics. We got God on our side. He's going to shit on them. Yeah. He'll shit fire and rain it down from above. <laughs> well, and that's what they thought was going to happen. And then Joshua's out there like, where's the shit fire, God? And God's like, uh-uh, I ain't shitting for you. Y'all <laughs> stole my shit. <laughs> then the Lord said to Joshua, hold out toward a the javelin that is in your hand, for into your hand I will deliver the city. So Joshua held out his javelin toward Ai. As soon as he did this, the men in the ambush rose quickly from their position and rushed forward. They entered the city and captured it and quickly set it on fire. The men of Ai looked back and saw the smoke of the city rising against the sky, but they had no chance to escape in any direction for the Israelites who had been fleeing toward the desert had turned back against their pursuers. For when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had taken the city and that the smoke was going up from the city, they turned around and attacked the men of Ai. The men of the ambush also came out of the city against them, so they were caught in the middle. With the Israelites on both sides, Israel cut them down, leaving them neither survivors nor fugitives. But they took the king of Ai alive and brought him to Joshua. Okay. When Israel had finished killing all the men of Ai in the fields and in the desert where they had chased chased them, 
Uh, and when every one of them had been put to the sword, all the Israelites returned to Ai and killed those who were in it. So they killed everybody out in that left the city, and then they went back to the city and killed everyone who was left there. Okay? 12,000 men and women fell that day, all the people of Ai. For Joshua did not draw back the hand that held his javelin until he had destroyed all who lived in Ai. But Israel did carry for themselves the livestock and plunder of this city as the Lord had instructed Joshua. So Joshua burned Ai and made, a, made it a permanent heap of ruins, a desolate place to this day. He hung the king of Ai on a tree and left him there until evening. At sunset, Joshua ordered them to take his body from the tree and throw it down at the entrance of the city gate. And they raised a large pile of rocks over it, which remain to this day. Um, so... <clears throat> I like to point out how this is an early form of crucifixion. Yeah. Because they uh, uh, pretty much uh, crucifixion is a form of uh, torture slash uh, death uh, where, you know, the person is exposed to the elements or they are impaled Mm -hmm. and left on a stick uh, uh, as a display. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's pretty much what he did to the king. So, I mean, he crucified the king. Mm -hmm. He did. Um, then Joshua built on Mount Abal an altar to the Lord, the God of Israel, as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded the Israelites. He built it according to what is written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar of uncut stones on which no iron tool had been used. On it, they offered to the Lord burnt offerings and sacrificed fellowship offerings. There in the presence of the Israelites, Joshua copied on stones the law of Moses, which he had written. All Israel, aliens and citizens alike, with their elders, officials, and judges, were standing on both sides of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, facing those who carried it, the priests who were Levites. Half of the people stood in front of Mount Gerizim, and half of them in front of Mount Ebal, as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had formerly commanded when he gave instructions to bless the people of Israel. Afterward, Joshua read all the words of the law, the blessings and the curses, just as it is written in the book of law. There, there was not a word of all that Moses had commanded that Joshua did not read to the whole assembly of Israel, including the women and children and the aliens who lived among them. Slam poetry style, guys. <laughs> so they took their first two cities. They lost some people in the meantime, stoned some of their own, um, burned a bunch of shit, took in a prostitute and her family and built an altar to worship. Nice. Yeah. What a way to start out a war. Yeah. Also, none of it historical at all. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think that it does show that a form of crucifixion was prevalent at this point in time in history mm-hmm. uh, because what not, not when this like uh, fictional thing happened, but like when this was written about. So... But, um, anyways, I think that's it for this week. Is that right? Yes, that's mm-hmm. where we're going to end this week. Next week, we're going to start off uh, Joshua chapter 9, and we're going to roll through chapter 10, 11, and 12 next week. Ooh. And they're going to go through some more of the conquest of Canaan. Um, Which never happened. <laughs> they're going to form some alliances um, they're going to take some slaves. Um, as, as all good Jews do. I mean, I don't know a Jew out there that doesn't take a slave. 
Yes. Um, God is going to smite uh, with hailstones. So we're going to we're going to hear about that. Um, we're going to talk about how the sun stops in the sky. Oh, um, that thing. You know, a lot of flat earthers like to use that. Yeah. Um, they're going to hang five kings. Um, and <laughs> they hang five kings. God yes. damn. Yeah. Um, they're going to, they, they, we're just going to go through, um, how they kill all tons of people. They go through different phases. They go through different areas and they're, and they're going to talk about that and how everybody is defeated. Um, and it's interesting because they're going to go through at, at the end of chapter 12, um, they go through all of the kings defeated and there's a whole big long list, um, 31 kings, um, in all that they they go through and kill. So we're going to finish the conquest of Canaan. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of murder. Yeah. Well, anyways, heathens, I hope you will join us next week for that uh, continuation of Joshua, where we're going to be going through four chapters of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope that you heathens have a lovely day. Yeah. Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. We'll see you heathens later. Bye, y'all.